I like I like that I see a green room and a blue room. Like yeah. a violet a violet room. I should have had a color in my room, but I, I didn't. Put on a color. Um Yeah, Seth Parker always has a kind of a violet room. Yeah. Is this violet? Okay. Yeah, but we've never like oh yeah, right, you're colorblind. <laughs> blue yeah, blue, violet. Yeah, I okay. guess that's violet. Seth, can you see that Eric's room has a color? Yeah, that is greenish. But is that you like a tell. wait? Is that like inside your, or is that a thing on the a filter on the? No, there's like a neon um, sort of mood light in here. Mm. Uh, I haven't been in this room a whole Not lot. Not a heat light. There's no cold. heat. Is there a heat? Isn't it? Rain? Isn't it a uh, like a a word that is giving yeah, off the light? Yeah, it says this <gasps> must be the place in neon. Which wow. is super dumb, which is why I kind of unplugged it. I kind of like the green if it was just like green. No, you look great. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it said <laughs> like, leaf. I wish it said like, if you stopped, you stopped in shade. Oh, God, like, if we could, there has to be. Can you bend this neon no around, just bend it around and <laughs> yeah. crack it. Y'all, you should give each other presents like that for the we holidays. Should. We should. I mean, you can buy a neon custom made, you know, light. Yeah. Like sure. When it says I'm not what you want, Justine. Oh my God. 700 tiny little neon lights. Okay. Uh, Carolina is here with us yeah. for the second Hello. time. The Welcome. listener. Yeah. The, the, original the OG listener. listener. Um, I'll just say what the three movies are. And then I wanted to ask like some questions about, what's going on here but so we've we have got some paperwork <laughs> yeah we just have some quick um yeah paperwork we have splash <laughs> we have splash from 1984 we have quiz show from 1994 <gasps> and we have won't you be my neighbor the documentary about fred rogers from 2018 so how did you arrive at the you like you came to us with like a plan well uh, I remember coming to you with a long list of movies and then um, somehow I had decided on these three, mm-hmm. not exactly knowing how we would connect them, but trusting that mm-hmm. we would uh, or that trust. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they each have a different aspect of a dungeon uh, mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Rounding out a room, they yeah they they complete the room. They they complete the room, all the angles of of my major, I guess, dungeon. Mm. Um, but I did. The, yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> Please, yeah. Mr. No, I was just thinking, no, I was just thinking about the memory palace, like memory palace. I, you know, it's more like a memory palace mm. is the dungeon. And round, and filling out this space, but it's also like learning learning each other. And like so Seth, like Seth said, mm. there's a pretty profound geometry. And to, I was to... surprised, absolutely. Um, and within that geometry, I was, and it was, I think the movie Splash that really hit me over the head with this. But mm. all the <laughs> different kinds of masculinity that are in it. Yeah. Uh, so many different kinds of men. And I, the, I, I, have, I have a favorite in it. 
I have a favorite, but I won't reveal it right now. It's John Candy and Splash, right? <laughs> it has to be. He's like a model, really, for <clears throat> for behavior. Manhood. Yeah. <laughs> you have a favorite. That's intriguing. Okay, yeah. We'll see. Well, we can we can sort of yeah, we can work towards it. We'll Is like it Daniel Striped fun- Tiger. <laughs> I don't. No, no, it's not. It's um. Well, it's okay. So now I'm forgetting names. It's Rob um, Morrow who plays. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What the fuck is that guy's name in the movie? Dick. Shit. Dick. Yeah, Rich Richard Goodwin. Oh yeah, Goodwin. Who's the movie is based on his book that he mm-hmm. wrote? Right, right, right. So. Yeah. Uh, quiz show. So I had only seen quiz show of these three movies. It's sort of weird that I hadn't seen Splash because like. 80s Tom Hanks is like a real like soft spot for yeah. him. Um was this like a takeoff for him? Was this a takeoff moment for Hanks? Didn't I say that it was the first it was his first movie role? He had done some theater. I really I didn't know that. Wow. Well, I th- I wrote it on the thread. I mean, it, I know it's I know it's super early. I was no, just I like, where I, just I was never... like, where is this? And I was But I'm not even sure. I'm not even like, sure, Seth, that. It is. I mean, I don't no, remember. You're right. You're right. Okay. Well, so there's, there, yeah, he has a cameo in something called He Knows You're Alone. <laughs> <laughs> we should watch that. Wait. So then the only thing that's really before this is, is like bosom buddies. I mean, he had like, wow. um, he yeah. had like, uh, right. what, what do you call it? Like episodes on Taxi, Happy Days, and Family Ties, and so the television Love Boat. stuff. But and Bosom then, Buddies was like the only thing he had really done. That's incredible. Wow. It's such I, a dungeon dungeon first movie for someone to have to, for Tom Hanks to have to go to. And <laughs> then I was wondering, like, is Joe vs. the Volcano really shortly after this? It must be. It's no, be very... that's not until 1990. Oh, Six whoa. years later. Wow. What a looking glass thing. I mean, but yeah, he. Uh, it's just. He's kind of like fully formed in a way in this movie, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is so recognizable yeah. as the the kind of acting moves he does. He's really good, and he's especially good at comedy. It's um, yeah, yeah. It's really such a pleasure to watch. Like, yeah, someone who's already um, developed, um, you know, the right sense of timing, vulnerability. Yeah, um, he's yeah. so likable in that way. Hmm. Huh. I like uh, yeah, the but... vulnerability in relation to the time to the timing. Um, hmm. he, there's one. Speaking of timing, like there, there's a cut. The scene where he's. I'm trying to remember. He's like sprinting to get into the elevator. Oh, she's she's gone down. She's left the apartment, and he's freaking out. She and went the to Bloomingdale. Spe- the speed that at which he runs is like, it, yeah, just how young he is, and just how he's moving oh, in man. this thing is just so. Vir- it's so virile. I just love. I loved it. It's just like, uh, yeah, he's like a little, an- like a little animal, hot little animal. Is how hot little... is he hot? Is Tom Hanks hot? Straight. Well, he takes his shirt off at one point. I think he's like. That's the thing about even big and everything. You're just like, I'm trying to figure out in every movie that Hanks is in, what Hanks is. But that's fun to ponder. I don't know. I mean, do you think he's hot? Uh, I'm, I love when he's on screen. I like. I I love like looking at Tom Hanks. Mm, there's a heat. There's a heat to him, but it may but, not be that he's. But hot. it's like 
I've, I'm trying to think if if I've ever had any like if there's ever been any like sexual smoke coming off Tom Hanks for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I well, don't think this leads perfectly into my dungeon. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But we'd have to start talking about the um, we can quiz show. Because... Oh, I was gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because <clears throat> of Dick. Well. When I first encountered this movie, this is where I fell in love with um, Rafe Fiennes. Mm. And um, is it, yeah, it's early. It feels like early Fiennes. So young. He's so yeah, young. And, so young. And they really play yeah. up rosy cheeks on him. Yeah. Is there like a wetness? Hair. Is there wetness to all these dudes? <laughs> because I was, I had written down wetness. In all these right. movies, wetness in all of these movies is you a thing. Often, you often pick up on wetness. Yeah, I, was, I almost Solaris died there. Wetness. I almost died there. <laughs> Your main criticism like, of George Clooney in the Solaris remake was that he was too dry. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's where I recall wetness. <laughs> I'm totally well, a Daryl Hannah. I have got to be sprayed just a little bit with some water at all times. I can't. I can't even take this. Wait. Oh, so she wanted to be dry. No, Daryl wanted to be dry for the week. Mm-hmm. Okay. She did. <laughs> I love. Oh, <laughs> no, but barely it's, alive. Um, it's interesting how the the sentence is actually uttered. Like you have to. She has to be wet in order. Actually, I, I didn't write down the sentence. So yeah, I, I did. But yeah, I he explicitly said she has to be wet in order for her fins or something. <laughs> yeah. I think it was so the scientist who said it. Yeah. What, yeah. Co- coal, coal bluth or something. Coal bluth. Corn bluth. Oh, yeah. Corn bluth. Corn bluth. Corn bluth. Corn bluth. Oh, God. Was that, uh, what's his face? Seth, you were saying was the actor. Oh, fuck. I forgot his name. Wait, which guy do you mean? The Jew. The oh, Jew. Eugene Levy? <laughs> the Jew. No, the other guy. The guy he, that Eugene Levy's working for, right? Is no. that the one? I, I thought that, I thought Levy I was corn blue. I, I think Levy's corn blue, dude. Levy okay. is yeah. a mad scientist. No, for and sure he is. Oh, early no. movies for all these people. And so, but yeah, corn blue struggling a little bit in this movie. <laughs> Tries to be a hero. Um... <laughs> Hmm. I'm just I'm still stuck thinking about whether I think Tom Hanks is hot. I'm gonna be here for yeah, a while. Yeah, we're gonna so we can no, we can totally stay here. And I wanna stay well, right here. At first he's hot, I thought... he's hot in castaway when he like drops twenty or thirty pounds and just he's in that in those rags. He's mm-hmm. hot in castaway, so I Okay. I can get there. And then you back the do blinds. you backtrack from there? I backtrack from castaway and kind of imbue him. With hotness, a drip, drip hotness on him, but going back all the way to 84. Okay. He plays a leading man that, and the his leading man qualities do not depend on hotness. They depend on some other kind of like yeah. sweetness and yeah. mm-hmm. dependability. And But someone like Ray Fiennes, yeah, um, the reason why he makes it into my dungeon is because that's where um i mean he was one of my maladaptive daydreamer dreaming people mm. um mm. Wait. did we talk about maladaptive daydreaming last a little bit yeah recording okay it so seems, then i don't have familiar, to but let's let's excavate the space around it a little more though 
This is personal okay. or this is just general. <laughs> yeah, let's get the brushes out yeah. and, we, and like go to the we go were to just... the dig site and just like blow on the dirt and interestingly enough, um <laughs> I mean I have always had a kind of maladaptive daydreaming um character set of characters. Mm. And they all kind of take on the avatar of whoever it is I think is hot and Rafe Fiennes was one of them. He mm. wasn't, so in my daydream, he wasn't someone that I was dating. He wasn't an actor, but he was, I don't remember anything about the character. This is the thing. I don't remember. Just the existence of that figure kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes um, sense to me. There were like, I, I think I had similar, I can't, huh. I need to think more about who they were. Like, what's coming to mind for me right now is Sarah is this... Jessica Parker and L.A. Story. Yeah, you do love that one. But, um, like, who, like, somehow watching that movie over and over again, like, she became, like, a character in my brain or something? Is right. That kind of what you mean? Yes, because literally you can record you can all of their... Yeah, you can populate exactly. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All okay. their facial... Um, Mm -hmm. features, reactions, and then you could play a movie in your head where they're saying and doing different things. Yeah. So this is a question I, not to get too far away from the movies here, but like, this is a question I always have about dreaming in general, which is like, what, what, like how, how, like, um, how much Liberty does my mind have to build new people versus like using the people it already knows? Um, like your dreams happen in your brain. You can't just like make up something out of whole. What's the phrase out of whole cloth? No, not at all. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, Yeah, I can't. So like, it has to be like built out of what's already in your brain. Stealing other shit. Yeah, you're stealing except other people. But you could make up like a chimera of different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's like I guess that's thank you. That's right, and Ooh, that's, that is sounds like fun. That that's what fun, I'm actually. kind of wondering though is like how chimeric could like um, Eric? You know what I mean? Like how how weird could the chimera be? Like what is the limit to like how far away from a real creation that the mind knows can the mind create? Right, you know I think what I'm saying? Can get pretty far away. Yeah, you know? you're probably right. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> uh, Are you about to talk about some dark crush bass? Or I mean, who can say? I want. <laughs> I want to. I want to turn the balance of my time over to uh, to Carolina here. <laughs> well, I I think that this time around, I did not find him um, compelling at all, uh, attractive. It was brought the Rob Murr, the the yeah. Richard. Uh-huh. So interesting. Okay, Chris so wait, this clearly. was in the, when Quiz, Quiz Show came out. Did you see like this was a this was an old dungeon for you, and we're and we're bringing it back. That's right. Okay, mm. and now it's changed to more. I love that. I love. This. I was, I was pretty infatuated with Ray Fiennes on this watch. Actually, mm-hmm. like his smile really captured me. Ooh, yeah, I can uh, see that. It's his like, pre Schindler smile. It's magnetic. Um, it is. The English Patient is the one that really did me in. I don't know if I ever saw the I've English Still patient. never seen it. My God, I've wow, seen how did it we not? so many times. Should we do it next time? This maybe? is it. Oh, we can't. Yeah. I can't believe it. We, it just yeah exposes me so badly that 
but yeah, no, Dun- I, dungeons I was... lead to other dungeons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there are passages. It's a whole complex down there. But yeah, no, I. <clears throat> so you were feeling fines, Eric. Who were you handing it to in Quiz Show? Did you did you hand it specifically <laughs> to anybody in Quiz? Probably like the fucking senators or whatever. I mean, who's the worst does it person feel, in the it movie? Feels che- uh, it's cheat. Uh, I don't like my my handing it to people is sincere in a way. I mean, this week I watched Heat a lot, and oh no, I mm. I really thought a lot about Justine and how mm, naturally how sympathetic I am to Justine because mm-hmm. she's just asking. I don't know. I, I could just go, I could, I could go into a lot of, of Justine thoughts here, but like, she's pretty, like she just wants Al Pacino to like, to be present. And like, all he needs to do is like, not be a dick. Like when he comes, to, I, I don't know. I mean, he's sort just of the chicken. Shock, I mean, just could just eat it's the, the chicken. Have scene. a bite. It's really not what put I'm the chicken, about. not put the chicken leg. It's not even a plate. What, Get a plate for the happen? chicken. How does this happen every time, every week? Like suddenly you're just talking about heat. <laughs> like, no yeah. That's kind of something Sorry. maladaptive. Sorry. Yeah, maladaptive <laughs> heat. Maladaptive. Yeah. See, I was exploring a concept. Uh, yeah. I was yeah. demonstrating. Sure. No, the space opens up. The the yeah, the the, ca- the caverns open up. I was exploring Wait, my own I, humidity. Can I ask a question about quiz show though? I, like I'm wondering, movies that um, movies that explore some sort of like moral question that isn't life or death that is like um, mm. you know there's lots of movies that have like moral questions about like nuclear weapons and stuff mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But like this is like it doesn't like uh, what the Hank Azaria character makes the point at the end that it like, doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and so it's like, in some ways I kept like as an adult now going, I haven't watched this movie in so long. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I was a kid basically last time I watched it and it felt so life or death to me as a kid. Yeah. Like this, this moral question. But now as an adult, it felt very like, just tell the truth, and in a week, everyone won't give a shit, man. You know, that's like, so. Oh, that's really interesting. In all three movies, it's like, well, where are the stakes, really? You know, ultimately, I mean, you know, and even in Splash, like he's that. There's never their relationship is never really at risk. It's not even. I, I, I can't wonder. even think of it, it is such a strange, um, like sense of free play that gets to happen in all in all the movies in in a certain way. Hmm. Hmm. and or yeah or open it's like what's the word i mean i don't gamble a lot but it's like yeah just the the, the it's just open stakes you know it's uh, kind of just you you have the floor and you can call the shots and hmm. yeah even in mr rogers I I mean, of course i think way. that in mr rogers it shows us the power of television i mean they both mm-hmm. deal with mm-hmm. this idea of what television can do how it mm-hmm. can influence and I think that if Mr. Rogers were with us right now, um, he'd say that um, that it is a big deal because it actually does really hurt people to lie on yeah mm-hmm. in in such a a, a grand um, podium like that, like television. So yeah, so that's the, uh, so the distance that we've moved from those standards, even in, in our in our lifetimes, is pretty 
depressing to me. You know, it's just like the it doesn't those stakes were real when we were kids. They felt realer when we were kids than we know that they are now. And it's not because we were kids. I think it's because the stakes have totally changed too, or it feels that way. Seth, you've always had like a much more you know like a galactic sense of uh, you know you it's just like you have this more steady sense of the way time and things are are I traveling. Do? Yeah, you're just like you're much more. Yeah, this longer view. You're like you. You tell me I'm getting caught up in the, you know, oh, in the, in more in the. Yeah, it's just like kind of this longer, well, steadier. I'm a contrarian about this for sure. I be, I sort of believe we're we're just like always like acting like the present is like weird, like that everyone in every present thinks the present is like or don't get so caught up even in what's going on in this exact moment. But like, I was like, moved. But to the point Carolina was making, I was like really moved by Fred Rogers is like, like what was there's that part of the documentary where they start talking about his will, like um, mm-hmm. that, like his like super kind of like almost that his superpower was his will and that mm-hmm. he was so gentle. But there there's like this unflinchingness to like mm-hmm. um, there's all these moments where like. Where okay, where if I was like in the moment that he's in with some person who's like either disagreeing with me or mm, trying to like uh-huh. trying to like um like fluff it up or make it yeah, lighter yeah, yeah, than yeah, it yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I would like I would go along with that and make it a joke and like laugh it off. The thing because, that I felt really serious yes. about. But he just like he never flinches. Because it's ministry. Because it is yeah, ministry, maybe, and like the what's so weird is so if I'm working at Diversa Food and <laughs> there's something wrong, <laughs> there's something wrong like in your in your work environment. Like yeah. I'll, I'll I, on behalf of the company, I'm happy to complain, ask for whatever you know. It's like you, I'm hiding behind this thing, but I won't even return something to the store on my personal in my personal life. I I won't even behave the way I would behave mm. on behalf of the ministry you know, for myself. But if I'm, if I get behind this, if I'm part of the, of this larger thing, hmm. it's like this, you feel this, it's not entitlement, but this freedom to, to, to do the thing that's supposed to be done. Like, yeah, it's just amazing that he kept doing the thing. Mm-hmm. I think that when they're talking about his will, that's all the footage of him swimming in the swimming pool. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, so and weird. it shows like, and maybe kind that was around wetness. the time where, yes, that's, that's wet. The, the washing of the feet, <laughs> the washing right. Fred's feet. Oh. Fred's right. Snow. Very biblical. Very. Um, very. Um, but just so love. It's just pure love. Like it, it's, right. it transcends all these. Th- he, I remember feeling this when I was a kid too, like that Mm -hmm. it was like, what is this moment of time that you're spending with this thing on the television? And so recently my kids have been, my middle child's been watching Bob Ross a lot. And it's the Mm -hmm. same type of spirit that you feel with Fred Rogers is Bob Ross. It's like, there's just this, what, how can you explain? I can't even, oh, and she was well, like, why is he is... so quiet? She's like, why is Bob Ross so quiet? Yes. Why is he, why do I love him so much? Is basically what um, she's asking. Why well, my so dungeons quiet? are just blowing the doors open right now. My oh. dungeons. Um, so just to recap, we talked a little bit about those two in quiz show, those kinds yeah. of men. Um, mm. 
if you think about their masculinity, we don't have to define it right now, but um, okay. I, and then Fred Rogers, who is yeah. so kind, who really sees and values the inner child, the inner life of the child and people's inner childs. Um, mm-hmm. And um, the dungeon for me there, oh my God, it's really even hard to talk about. It's, it's just how suspicious we are of people like that, that kind of kindness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how it's not even, it's the kind of suspicion that we mm-hmm. ascribe to it. It's so sinister. I was so um, ready to, I'm still so ready. I was in the shower. I was like, there must've been something wrong with this dude. How can I, I was like, I can't ascribe right. this to this guy. I can't give this to a human being. You know Why? Why can't I give it to you and Eric and Seth? Like, I, why can't I give this much awe for someone else and like i know y'all a lot better but like yeah and i guess it feels it's riskier to just give it to somebody we don't know personally but it's like i i want to give it so bad to, to somebody like fred rogers want to hand it to fred rogers as bad as yeah know. but i mean it's interesting maybe we're handing it to fred rogers and it's like we're that's like a new move. Like usually I feel like handing it to people Ugh. has, has definitely been mm. like, like he turned it around a little bit. Under, like we're usually a, underhanding it. And it has just yeah. <laughs> he has a different kind of like tractor beam to kind of pull us out of Wayne grow and to just mm. like, you know, show us he, he's a, he's a kind of lighthouse of a person. And I think that we don't, mm. Uh, yeah, you know, I I often in my comp classes will play him before Congress, like the six minutes of him arguing. Mm-hmm. For, oh wow! For mm-hmm. that, and we, we we then we talk about it in terms of like rhetorical appeals and like timing and organization. Like, how would this be different if he just started singing before he established his credibility? How would you know? How, what are the gestures on the face of the of the senator that like tell you that like yeah. now is the time to do this and like. How does he Ooh. seem to do that without being calculating or manipulative? Yeah. And how, like, there's a moment when he seems kind of pissed. Well, like when the, when he's mm-hmm. like, would it make you happy if I, if I like read yeah. the statement or whatever? And then he's like, I'll just trust you. You know, there's a kind of firmness that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, how and, much play to get, let it, how much, how much to let it go out. And yeah, just this, it's like fishing. Um, Lynch talks about, it's like, yeah, this like meditative thing. It's like this, it's waiting for the thing to come to you, but, but also Mm -hmm. knowing, but you're also magnetic to the thing, knowing that the thing is going to come to you. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've never felt that way in it with anything in my life that it's just going to come to, you know, it's just like, there's no waiting for the, gracefully waiting for the thing. One thing that I was thinking about with him is that like, I don't know if this is true, but the phrase in my head, I'm not even stoned by the way, like, but I'm just thinking about like how he, it's not like he understands childhood in a different way. It's like on some level, his way of interacting with children changed what childhood could be, you know, like he expanded the parameters of what, like the fact that like we take, children seriously like he's not the first person to do that but he's there is the like that's something that's like 
that you can take someone seriously and that like that's something that I find most moving is like the the way that he's not thinking about things developmentally uh, he is but like not in a um not in a benchmark kind of way that I think can be really destructive mm. and limiting but he's he's beginning with the individual human being and working backwards about what the possibilities for that person are in the in the present moment and exactly. i th- i think that rather than like like you know instrumentalizing yeah. childhood or seeing it as like uh, like adults in waiting like he sort of sees their full humanity in a way that uh is i mean mm-hmm. I, I guess that's what the whole documentary like sort of says explicitly but it's like you can just kind of feel that you know yeah um well, I'm, I'm yeah. interested I mean, yeah, in how, I, you, how you you can see that. Yeah. And I think that um, he is such a a good writer. And I don't I haven't read his writing, but you could just tell mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. by the way he's when he's speaking to the camera, not in his Fred Rogers way, but um, oh, in, those, yeah. in what the documentary shows us. Um, he said. Um, that in this country, a child is appreciated for what he will be. Mm-hmm. And then he says, um, and he will be a great consumer one day. Mm-hmm. And I always, I mean, that kind of reminds me um, of the will be part anyway, reminds me of um, the phrase, the children are our future, <laughs> as though the children aren't our present. And I think yeah. that he mm-hmm. would recognize that the present um of the present tense of children is ever more ever important um mm-hmm. just as like what they will be what they will accomplish what they will contribute to it's such, yeah. a, it's such a politics of the present in a time when like the future ah. was being used to obfuscate the present you know like right like I just think of like the sixties in, in that sense of like so much of like, if we don't lock everybody down, then society will fall apart. You know, like, it, it, I don't know. Like I, like I thought that like the stuff about like um, King Friday being kind of like a fascist <laughs> and like the, like parachuting in like love, like he was like, he was really, risking some shit yeah. there that's not like a neutral position in like whatever 1960 whatever. like they said it was in the first week that he was doing <laughs> yeah. this which yeah. is like it does feel profound well, like there's it, like a comp he makes um it's interesting it, like i have this thought a lot that like the things we're trying to say like when we're trying to say important things it's like they're so simple but people will like willfully misunderstand like the whole Fox news thing that happens towards the end of the documentary where people like somehow like decided that he's he's like, he's like, he's like, it's bad to like make everyone feel like they're special for no reason or something. Like it's just such a willful misunderstanding, but his, his like conception of concepts is like, it's so like round and full. And like the thing, what's the thing he said about like, like uh, he says something about how like people are made up of like love and the lack of it, or maybe not that uh, people, yeah, not that people are made up of it, but like our experiences come from love right. or or the lack, or the of, lack love. of it. And like, 
that's like so obviously true. That completes we, the we, space. That rounds never, out the space. We never frame it that way. Yeah, that, and like, it does. You know, yeah. But it's like it's so important to think of it that way. He he like he gives space for all that like he embraced that like the de- dead fish. And, he embraced just yeah. spending time with sitting yep. with right these things that I'm not good at sitting with. Yeah, he just lets that dead fish sit on that paper towel for like minutes basically. Mm-hmm. It's like I totally. love the little moments of silence, you know, his little awkward moments that they showed. In, they showed in the documentary. there's that moment with the cups. He's like, he's like making a tower out of these cups. Yeah. That like vividly took me back to some shit. Like mm-hmm. I like, I, I feel like I remember sitting in the room watching those fucking cups. Mm-hmm. Like now, this is just a different uh, sensitivity to time in, ge- in general that like I is change it has changed for me and is different for my i swear to you with my younger kids i think it's different and caroline sure. i don't know i don't know if you feel it with your own child and I, it may not be feel that way it seems like yeah you, you maybe and maybe this is about that i haven't imparted you know i haven't spent the time to try to slow things down in those ways well with my kids when i was a kid um and mr rogers was on you know, I don't remember it very well. <clears throat> I did watch a lot of Mr. Rogers, but I don't remember loving it. And I think that I was bored. I think mm-hmm. that I did mm-hmm. not have, mm-hmm. I didn't understand the pacing. I didn't understand the low tech. I was already trained for something faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's mm-hmm. just so, such a dungeon for me right now about attention and my childhood yeah, attention and that's interesting um, maybe but it, for me it was just this maybe one or two uh, well, this one moment where things would i guess i always felt bored anyway but it was like even more slowed down you're like okay wait so there's an even there's an attentiveness that like i could get i can give to things that i haven't even i haven't even slowed down enough you know it's just like and that's a nice feel i mean i guess it's yeah there's something liberating about being told that even today so so it was sorry it it was playing basketball earlier today and i was just like you can take a second that was the only thing i said to her in the middle of the thing i was like you're just slamming the thing into the glass i was like you can just you could take a couple more seconds and just slow it down or do whatever you need to do and i wasn't even saying to enjoy it but that would you would also be enjoying it more if you were to slow it down in the game too and it's just like that'd be a nice little byproduct of that it's great advice, actually, not to send me off on a whole basketball oh, thing. But it's no, really, thank you. Okay, that makes me that's feel really better. good advice. <laughs> should should, we, should we turn the mic over to Air Bud here? No, no, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, the question I was going to ask you guys is, what is your relationship to boredom now in life as, like, the people you are now? Like, I, I feel like I sort of relish it yeah. these mm-hmm. days. I'm very attracted to it. I would like... Mm-hmm. And I wish that like we could all enjoy being bored by the same thing. You know, it's hard to be bored mm-hmm. by the same things. Maybe that's the problem. Mm. But um, and then like what's interesting to somebody like what's interesting to them right now might be just utterly boring to me. And I and I need to show them it's like feigning uh, interest more, uh, but also embracing bored yeah boredom a little bit more too would be would be nice for me. I um like. When I'm waiting, um, mm. uh, I have recently experienced boredom, and I'll get to that. But <laughs> usually, like if I'm in line waiting to pay for groceries or something, I really 
try not to look at my phone mm. and just let my mind wander. Um, because there's so many ways in which we are not allowed to be bored right now. And yeah. um, I mean, especially just scrolling on your phone, there's a way in which that's not really boredom. Totally. Um, and, but my maladaptive daydreaming <laughs> um, fills suddenly, in that space. Suddenly you're yeah, thinking I mean, about Ray Fiennes. I mean. <laughs> right? As the, my, my college teacher, um, right, who wants to have dinner. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he was something like that. Then. That makes sense. <laughs> um, yes. I feel like you have a pretty healthy relationship with boredom. I well, I as he's putting water on he's his bored pens, out of his mind as, as, he's, as he pours water on his <laughs> half mer. I, I mean, I think <laughs> I could answer that question in a lot of different ways. You know, like today. I cultivated boredom a little bit. You know, I've been here for a while and there's not <laughs> that much to do. There's, I have, I've like left the area. Do you go out every day? How, what, what is the day? What is the day? No, yeah, do you sometimes I just unit? look at the mountains. Um, How, that's just, I want uh, Today that. I went out into the sage and I, I, I <laughs> got some dirt. Um, but I like I looked at the dogs today a little bit. Um, he's a master. He's a master at boredom. I mean, you it's really incredible. do have. So, you're like the yeah, fucking Beethoven of it. Yeah. Workshop. Oh. I mean, I, I did this workshop so bad. I do like interrupt a lot of boredom by listening to the dungeon, though. Like it is a way of like having my friends with me mm -hmm. and like, it makes me laugh. Like, um, like I listened to Jay wears today and it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> like when he was talking about him and his brothers and sisters, like massaging each other and saying like chief Brody, you're so tense. Like, but then I spent like maybe an hour just in ambient silence because where I'm out here, there's like, there's nobody out here for about a football field or two in every direction. And uh, like, I'm sort of in this like dirt valley and there's mountains everywhere. <laughs> and so today I just like listen to those sounds a little bit. An know? outdoor brown mall. Yeah. I, you know, I did, I, I do feel like, um, meditation has helped me engage with boredom differently, but not in the way that I used to think. I used to think it was about kind of like mastering something or cultivating something. Mm. And mm. I think it's just much more simple, like, um, like just showing up where you're at and, and being there. And like, I feel like I have a different relationship right. to boredom, like emergency room time, not to be too emo, but I like definitely <laughs> like, you know, like eight or 10 hours in a hospital space where it's like, where you're kind of waiting for something that's like mm. really high intensity. And then there's just dead time and nothing to look at. And if you're looking at something, you can't really engage with it. And so. No. Right. Uh, I, yeah. That's my uh, recent bout with boredom, which was when I was getting infused, which is yeah, like. Yeah, I was going to, that's what I was thinking. Five when you hour, mentioned that. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, you can't really, you're, I mean, if you're paying attention to your surroundings, your surroundings aren't really all that interesting, um, or they don't like lead to deeper thoughts or meanings. I, I don't exactly yeah. like where my mind goes. And you're not exactly wanting to be in your body. I mean, literally, there's like, I feel like I'm being juiced up. Um, uh -huh. mm. Yes. Yeah. Is it? And so, do you, can you watch anything? Can you? Are you? Yes, but after four hours. Um, yeah. I just didn't want to do that. I didn't really want to listen. No, I didn't I want know. to think about um, yeah. any kind of daydream. Yeah, sometimes to to even like excavate out your like I can think of like You'd have to um like long plane rides I've been on where I get sick of even not being bored. It's like I just want to like disappear or something. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say you have to really it becomes a, a vanishing like you have to and I was thinking about like the I I think I came home for lunch one time and and I like I didn't want to watch anything. I didn't want to eat, I didn't want to do anything, and I was just like, I'll just close my eyes and just like and I guess that's meditation. I was like, I'll just close my eyes and breathe for like a couple minutes. I was mm -hmm. just, but it was literally out of boredom. But then I just, like, I was like listening to things. It was just as I started to vanish a little bit more, but I became aware of so many more things mm. in the process that, that were not myself. I felt right. like I was, which was like an, yeah, it was like an interesting vanishing and opening at the same time uh, thing that could happen. But I mean, like, but it was such a small space. But I was just like, yeah, I don't know how you cultivate that. But it'd be nice. I mean, but no, I mean, it's, yeah, in these, what do you small, think, in these small spaces. Is this what Daryl Hannah's character is experiencing while Tom Hanks is like at, uh, at playing Bloomingdale's? Is she at the, while she's at Bloomingdale's? Well, I was more thinking about the racquetball scene. Like, what, where, where, what the fuck is she doing during that scene? Or like, there's like all these times where he's just like out doing things and we don't know where she is. Hmm. Right. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> the whole Shouldn't it thing be explained? <laughs> that should be like a part of every script. Is well, that's like every that character's like live continuous no, narrative. <laughs> no, I'm okay with it in most cases, but in this case, it's like we get this one moment where she like is by herself and leaves the house, yeah. and then we don't she's get by herself that, a right? bunch of other times, and it's like so she's just okay with it now. She just like stays there watching TV for the seven days. Yeah. yeah, that might be some some masculinity point of view shit going on there. I think so. About like, oh my god, not not focusing on like the interiority of that character, which is the most interesting part, or could potentially be. Could potentially be. It's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not handing it to Ron Howard. Let's put it that way. No, no. Was it, I think this there's was, a lot this of. His, I no, think there's a lot of really no. good performances in Splash. But I am not handing it to Ron Howard. Not like Daryl I Hannah. love John Candy so much, mm -hmm. and I'm not handing it to John Candy. I mean, his yeah. acting's okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like when he's smoking like, like a cigarette while he's playing racquetball. That was pretty. They're pretty fun. honest about vegetables. And... Can we get into vegetable talk? Well, yeah. I know How did that hit fresh you? Market. This is fresh market, not frozen. But I mean, I think they're probably some of the same, some of the same practices and. Uh, Dark, yeah, dark practices going on with. I love dark the slime. Dark. I love how they said uh, snails with snail snails with stems or whatever was snails the, with the stems. Ch cherries that got wet. 
And I was like, do you wow, to- if cherries get wet, do they really get that slimy that quickly? I mean, I was like on the quality control pretty quickly on that topic. Mm. But well, now that we're sponsored by Diversifood, like, ah, I never like, thought about it. Should totally do that. Like 700 could, tiny like, frozen peas. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, do you think that like, um, I don't know. Like, have you ever had to give people bananas at cost to, to squash a beef? Well, we definitely, I mean, yeah, it was funny. When that, I love that line so much. Squash. Yeah, there's definitely like, and just the idea of it being like, it's just the most thankless. I just think that the fact that they would even have given him this job and him, him and his brother being in this industry is such a, yeah, they're just thankless, like totally different than Rob Morrow's character, like picking out the Lincoln. Is it Lincoln at the beginning of the, of quiz show? Right. Like completely different. No, uh, such a, such a different kind of movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they were going to meet a- with the president by the end of the movie. <laughs> Right? They were going to. Yeah, yeah. Why are they so. They need to go to this dinner. (laughs) Well, there are. You are connected. That's the thing. It's like the small. It's like. It's like the poetry world. The the vegetable world is like the poetry world. Yeah. Because it feels so large. And it is like, I guess, connected with like what USDA and FDA and whatever. But it's like. It's just its own bullshit world of. Yeah. And yet vegetables are so. Ignoring mermaids. Yeah. A world of ignoring mermaids. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did he? So he didn't realize that he had just a small amount of time, right? She didn't know that it was just this, this what? like week. It was just a week, right? That she's like she knew before she said she, it. He, they both he, so knew. He, yeah, she, that's what. Uh, and it's weird how the movie tries the angle of immigration oh, um, yeah. being Ooh. the thing that brings her in and the thing that's going to take her away and. Mm-hmm. It's the only um, way a white man can understand <laughs> um, what she's going through. Ron, Ron Wait, Howard. So, Carolina, was <laughs> was this like a movie? Did you just like watch Splash a million times when you were a kid? I did. I did. Yeah. Wow. No, I, I mean, we must have recorded it from the television or something, yeah, yeah. you know, and I just watched it a lot. Um, I don't understand why this movie never made it through to me. Like... How did I not see Splash? It makes no sense. Oh Is man, so you're w- watching it now. Must you yeah. must not have any of those nostalgic feelings? So you must have yeah. really hated it. <laughs> I mean, well, I think Daryl Hannah and Tom Hanks are like doing re- as like as well as they can with like yeah, Daryl really, Hannah really bad material yeah. like and really terrible direction. <laughs> like I just can't like there were all these scenes where it just like. Like the scene just sort of like ends like a fart and like, <laughs> like it, it, yeah. I don't know, like fizzles out and then it just like fades to like it, like it's going to commercial or something. Like, what are some of your um, most memorable scenes? Uh, racquetball for some reason is very memorable <laughs> for me. I don't know. Something about like the, the cigarettes, the cigarettes and the beer uh, and the I, like, I have, people watching. I have a really dark one. Yeah, yeah, go. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, what, so what? when I think about when I think about Splash, I think about Tom Hanks in the tank, naked, covering his crotch with mm-hmm. his hands. Yeah. And everybody like like and thinking about that as some kind of like 
confusing sexual awakening in my life too about Whoa. like the 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 gaze of like of like being looked at in that way you know like that there was something kind of like it wasn't necessarily like sexual Wait, when is he in the tank naked why did i miss his tank naked tank what's the naked tank he he's being inspected he's being studied to see if he's a merman yeah or they think he might be also. Uh, wait, how did I yeah. It's so sad when they put them in the tank together. Yeah. Wa- like oh, at the very end, wait, they're swimming together, right? But wait, the, in the, wait, I know at the end they're swimming together. I missed the tank. Yeah, you missed like a good 20 minutes. You missed minutes. the tank, yeah. What the <laughs> what, fuck? What, did you like black out or something? I must have blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You just ate well, some slimy cherries and like had a different yeah. experience. I mean, this movie must have some some kind of psychological movement in you because it's there's so much underwater stuff. That's the mm. thing. It just yeah. It oh just, it, wow. Yeah, I'm repressing. I started falling asleep and going. Oh my god! Yeah, you blocked out the anything totally, that was even close to Wireman. I know it's close <laughs> enough in Enemy Mind that. It gets oh god, you did. You one. blocked out the Wireman. You really blocked out the Wireman. It's an unbelievable what happened here. Wow. Wait, there's a wire man? Okay, no, I'm but well, kind of. They're like underwater they hooked up to wires. Like, Whoa. I mean, are we going to split hairs here? Oh! We should share <laughs> screen and watch it live No right shit. Now. That's the off the menu. Wait, really? Did you, do you feel like you sat and watched the whole movie? I mean, I, know I, brought, I watched it in a couple chunks. And I do remember being a little tired watching one time but i there, i don't remember falling asleep at all and i usually dude, if i ever do i back it i back that dude, shit you up wire man i back shit that shit up and watch it <laughs> you yeah. wired man yourself right out of this movie wow that's interesting incredible this yeah. is sort of like the analog me. to like when when natalie was talking about seeing um the uh the animated movie that we all hated the disney one um what's that with what the brooms, American Tail, Fantasia. Oh, I liked American. Oh, Fantasia. Oh, Fantasia. I hated. She it, was yeah. talking about how like we 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 determined that her her love of snacks was like a soothing behavior <laughs> during like a kind <laughs> of yeah. terrible experience watching Fantasia. Fantasia. <laughs> yeah, and like I feel like this is like you you definitely avoided the wire man in in Splash. Yeah, I think I just. I, I don't know if it's deftly. He like I feel like you had like a, a traumatic you, like blackout. I must have. You'd had a Travis Walton. Yeah. You- <laughs> I find a thrill in you. you have fooled me before. Oh man. I'll be your fill-in when you are blue, so you can fool me some more. I know you'll hike it. Someday you pack, then you'll be leaving my door. Oh, but I kind of like it, taking you back, so you can fool me some more. I only look for roses when in season. Ah, oh, but you're a rose that comes and goes without a I make my mind up, I'm just a fool, someday I'll even the score. 
Only to wind up breaking the rules So you can fool me some more Let's go off the menu for a while. All right. Okay. (laughs) I wonder if this means anything to anyone. Do people like stop listening before the the menu? Yeah, it's a good question. Does anyone make it (laughs) through? People just fast forward. I think the hardcore do. I th- yeah, like there's only a lot of five listeners. Look, they've all listen- been on the podcast. I mean, Seth like, used yeah. to say we only so, have the okay. one listener. Now we've had the five listeners. Yeah, now yeah. we it's have only been like, like two and a half years. Yeah, but they've all been on now. They all got jealous of Natalie and Carolina. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, shout shout to Ben, new li- yeah. new new oh, yeah, aware ben listener. If you're listening. Ben. We didn't even know. Yeah, snuck in there. Yeah, shout shout to Jacob who. Mm-hmm. You know, I listened to Jacob's ep- episode today and laughed really hard. About, like, oh, good, yeah, walking on the um, caliche. MSP. You walk, is walking that when you're on walking the caliche, on the caliche? Just, just thinking about. Did you steal a little caliche? Are you bringing any caliche? Are you bringing any caliche back? I, are we allowed to talk about this on the podcast that you stole sage we are. dirt from the desert? Okay, because he's already talking about. Walking I did. Yeah, I thought. I don't give a shit about what the what the like landowners here feel like, but I don't want to like, I, I know like with cactuses and other things, like it's just bad practice to like kind of poach living plants, you know, Mm. but, um, but like sage is basically like, it grows like a weed out here and it's just like, you just drive for four hours and you're just seeing field after field of it. Yeah. So I, I went out into the, into the sagebrush. Well, like I sort of, figured out a way that I could be below the line of visibility for everybody. And then I, I brought a trowel Crawling. and a bag and I, I dug up, uh, you were just digging in that hard seedlings. <laughs> I was digging in the hard caliche and, uh, but I had to go out a couple of different times because I needed a little bit more dirt and like, I wanted, I wanted some rocks to fill up. So I went to ACE hardware and I bought a, I want, I bought a bucket in a um in a trowel and I like that was beef my jerky. big mission of the week. And some so I, yeah, I got some jer- some jacklings. <laughs> if you if know? anyone has been like tracking you while you've been out there, <laughs> what are the links? What are the links going on? Like, Follow I know. the greasy the greasy trail of Jack Links. And then <laughs> I mean, and then Eric singing, "I was the sheriff of this county." <laughs> <laughs> when I was 25 what a trail I mean, what a trail you're leaving I if like if you just had like a sort of documentary of like the particular quality of loneliness that that I bring to the caliche like 
I the other day I was cheerfully singing. I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. Like it was, it was like pretty, pretty deep out here. But like I, a lot of my anxiety out here has been like how insane I look to, to people like maybe in their houses. Like when I walk mm. out to like dig up stuff wow. or like, or if it looks crazy <laughs> that I haven't left the place in like three days and that I just came like, back with a bucket and a trowel. <laughs> yeah. came back with a, basically like a tarp, you know, with, with like, I basically like, I feel like I'm kind of Mr. Rogers, but being perceived as Anton Sugar, maybe, you know, like you're, you are an interesting combination of feeling people. Rogers. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm wait, looking feeling, Sugar. But... I'm feeling Rogers. Is what do, you, do you wear that robe? The, the colorful wizard robe? I have it on now. Yeah. I, wow. I w- oh. you know, the first time I went out in the hard caliche, this is what I was wearing. So ah, no wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so close to Uncle Ellis this whole time I was out here because I think uh, that like in no country, you know, you sort of feel like, oh, like, okay, this is you feel like the 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 end of his lifeness of that character. But like I feel like he has a really rich inner life with all his cats and like with his one fresh, pot of coffee. Fresh per pot week. of coffee every week. Yeah. He's he like is the a, one in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like he has a real rich sense of of the present like mm-hmm. and he has like deep wisdom, you know, but he's not like all on top of your shit trying to like tell you wisdom when you come in his door. He's just like, you know, I got several cats, you know. <laughs> um, True. I don't know. Yeah, I don't mean to dominate dominate the, the, no, the not stuff, at all. but like Carolina, what do you what do you feel like uh has has warranted your your off menu time? What mm. what you been thinking about? Um well I'm just looking over at the notes that I took on the three movies. Mm-hmm. And um I love how they focus on the changing, his changing of the shoes and the cardigans. Mm-hmm. Um, the cardigan, I mean, yeah, that's what made me really start thinking about mm. you, Eric, as, as being very, if anybody could play him in this mm-hmm. group, it would be you. Yeah, like entering oh, into wow. the space of quietness or entering into like, like, it's such an interesting idea to make a TV show be a relaxing space that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but with like that kind of like attention to costuming. Well, I was thinking about this, so I'd written down wetness, but then y'all got me thinking about <laughs> fluidity. Flu fluidity is a little different. Yeah, there's something else I was thinking. I was going for. I was going to jump from wetness to fluidity. Does this have? Is the fluidity about the shoes at all? Definitely about the shoes. Yeah, got to be about the shoes. Yeah, that. But also, in the way you're talking about Eric's style. Well, Eric, something, something about Eric's style of you know, something about fluidity about of, of of your style, or mm. or just that, yeah, just that practice of fluidity in in the world would is uh, nice. Fluidity and his was a dailyness or just the routine. That the routine mm-hmm. is fluid, and he never stops. That will again. Do you have any, do any of you have any, like, what are your, like, 
What are your routines that would be similar to that? Like similar, quiet, like what the swimming, com- swimming and weighing? No, and no. The- I mean more about like coming from home and switching to a different pair of shoes. I was gonna say, like- did y'all switch? Do y'all switch shoes at home? Like I know Eric. I think the shot from your walkthrough of the container had nice little shoes. You had some nice little shoes at the near your entryway, Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eric's yeah. always had entryway shoes. It's, Haven't you? You know. As is my way. Was that growing up? Was that Indiana through and no, through? No, Indiana was chaos. Like I, I come to Throw realize how how much like when I was thinking about Mister Rogers, I was thinking about how little structure there was and how open ended it was. Like there was a lot of care, but not a lot. Like both of my parents were like elementary school teachers, so I was more or less raised by Mister Rogerses. You know, mm-hmm. like some version of that. So like that, like I was thinking of like my mom would um, like instead of a structured uh, like kind of activity, like it would be like, well, I guess this is sort of structured. She would she would get like um, aluminum foil and shaving shaving cream out and like put a bunch of shaving cream on aluminum foil and just let us like play with it and kind of draw with it and stuff. And mm-hmm. like and my mom was like a Girl Scout uh, like troop leader for a while too and and i think i've probably talked about this because i think it's probably the most formative thing in my character is that i was a brownie like i went with the girl scout troop to do all the shit that they did and like i i loved that i I had no interest in being a boy scout but like i can i can tell i can tell you all like being a brownie in like you know 1980 fucking ruled like you could like it was great. Like they had the, they did the best shit, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. It was so like thinking about that kind of like, so I was around a kind of Mr. Rogers time, but I, it took me a long time to really appreciate Mr. Rogers like later on, you know, cause me he, too. he really was kind of a brown mall to me in some ways because yeah. we didn't have cable and like, so it was mm. just like, it was like, it seemed dated in seventies to me in a way. And it was, I mean, it, yeah. that's, it, he sort of ended in the seventies in the late seventies. Yeah. Didn't he? And then, I mean, he stopped. Oh, then they, they, and they talked about being, yeah. And then he came back. Syndicated. And then came right. back, I guess a little bit. Yeah. There so was I like watched whole... syndicated stuff. I guess mm-hmm. maybe what I was watching was syndicated. It was like this and Mr. Wizard and all these things. They just all feel like that same kind of like. Oh man, Mr. Wizard. Mr. Another one just like kind of it felt slow and glorious. <laughs> yeah, just like care. Did you ever see the Bozo show from WGN oh, in Chicago? Yeah. Wait, no. Yeah, uh, I feel like, I feel I like did. I'm living in the Bozo show. <laughs> Bozo the Clown, just like the the game show, basically. Yeah, like the grand prize game where you like you'd throw like a like um, you basically play like beer pong for Schneider's cheese in a bike. You'd never win. I loved that show. So it's interesting that you're like we go we go there so quickly. It's like and that was what he was going reacting. We just went from Mister Rogers to Mister Wizard to like Bozo to Bozo. Like he was. Mr. Rogers. He's the antithesis of yeah. Mr. Rogers. But it is. It was a. It was a. Like you say, this palace in time. What did we say? The what we're talking about? Palace in time. Recently, in no. Time. Pa- oh, sh- uh, the uh, the thing about like uh, I was talking to my dad recently about Shabbat 
mm-hmm. and he it, they, you call it a palace in time when wow. you take this you take it's which is a beautiful phrase yeah. but that you've taken this time out and you create and you adorn this break yeah. in time with i mean it becomes this gigantic space it's the, I it's love the, this. you know and so it's called the palace in time and but yeah it kind of reminded me of that too wait that's what we're doing we're adorning this out like we adorn this dumb like we watch these dumb movies Eh, the movies are good usually but like no you're right you know what i mean like we're yeah each of these things gets adorned with and that's why i said like all the things that yeah he that i watched with with dad or whatever yeah you kind of adorn these things in these ways that build them up it the, well, the so that's what so I'm wondering. That's the, que- that's the question I was trying to get. Then at. you remember like, that's the, the is that the palace? So that's also what the memory palace is like. The how you remember, like if you build a grand enough space, like that it could occupy your your memory for a long time, too. Which but is what are your little adornments, all of you? Mm. What are your little like? Individual. So, so y'all are y'all are my little adornments. You're my I like uh I don't know. <laughs> I guess there is the text message thread. That, oh my god, like such an adorn ad- such adornments for me. That is a, a version of an adornment. And I still don't remember. I guess I, I was thinking like I okay, like the other night I like was by myself and I but I like lit a candle and mm. like for no reason I just like had an urge to light a candle and I was yeah. like fuck it, I'll just light the candle. And I just like let the candle burn for a while. I wasn't even in the same room as it mostly, but mm-hmm. it felt like a little adornment. I love that. Yeah. I don't I know spent that I some time with the sage. Go ahead. Yeah. Wow. You're yeah. we're like adorning ourselves. Like you're, you're the adornment. Yeah. It really is that you're the adornment more than anything. I guess that's true. In those way you're adorning yourself in the sage, you know, you're. Carolina, what were you going to say? Um, nothing really that I don't quite, I still don't understand how we're using the word adornment, but I love mm. what I'm hearing. I love yeah, not maybe understanding. I maybe quite. I don't either. Um, but <laughs> I wonder. Like dra- draping? No, it's not draping. It's okay. kind of sacramental, Wait, no, I but can without explain. a Yeah, point? like, um, you have like a, like a nothing bit of like board time in front of you. And like, maybe mm. you do some little thing that is for you that's like just to like spruce up the boredom a little bit or like mm-hmm. um yes. yeah mm-hmm. i don't know sprucing up yeah. the boredom is how sprucing i would put up it the yeah. yeah i um, mm. i mean in moments like that especially if i'm starting to feel lethargic um i i have this wonderful rose water spray that I spray on my face mm-hmm. um, and I this feel so energized and it smells lovely and it brings n- memories and um, it wow. just activates me in some way. And yeah. that feels very Fucking much like an that. adornment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want that. That's an so adornment. For sure. like, mm. It's usually um, having to do with scents and I um, want some more scents. Yeah. I need more scents. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like I, sometimes, sometimes I'll spray like a uh, like I'll be so bored that I'll just spray air spray freshener in everywhere. the bathroom like for no reason. Just like mm-hmm. I walk through the bathroom. Sprucing. You're sprucing. Yeah. 
it feels really good to light a stick of incense and put it in the stones in my cactuses incense, and let it burn sure. down to nothing. Instead of putting it in an incense holder, I can put it in like one of the sort of mm-hmm. fuzzy lefaferas and, and then it's sort of like a texture and like, you know, like Carolina, when I think about you as a person, I think about you as someone who's really alive to your senses, you know, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things I appreciate about like hanging out. Um, that's one of the things that you balaban for me is like to, to mm-hmm. remind me to be alive <laughs> to my senses. Um, yes. And mm. like, and you often are thinking in a way that's very like sensory, like, um, mm. yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. It's a, it's a way of making the dungeon more, more kind of alive. Aromatic, the ple- pleasurable. <laughs> aromatic. Burn What's some the, incense in the dungeon. Yeah, pleasurable you know? aromatic. You know the phrase "whistling in the dark." I feel like we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. On, on Vaguely, we've talked. You've talked about like I this. It, it, like hanging up, like it, it's like hanging posters on the walls of the dungeon, or like you know, like mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. burning adorning. incense in the in the cracks of the walls of the dungeon. Like, yeah, we're just adorning the space. So. Um, I'm, this leads me to a question that's similar because it, it's um, Semitic in origin, but the, the tikkun olam. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder if adorning has, the way we're talking about it, has any um, huh. relationship to the idea yeah. of re- repair. Yeah. Huh. Because I, 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 like I still don't really know what it means. So if one of you could elucidate a little bit. On I'm the Tikkun Olam side, uh, or the yeah, what? Well, no, what, like I've said before, mentioned it maybe briefly before, but yeah, just I've always been attracted to that that sense of the work, uh, acknowledging already the mistake, or I mean, and that's just, I guess the same thing as like the what is that the nat, uh, original sin or whatever, you know, it's just that there's already this brokenness mm-hmm. to the thing, and that the work is. Yeah, it's fixing the ba- yeah. It's this positive work of repairing the the negative break, and I always like that. But it also just feels like, a, of course, we know what a, a hopeless project it, it could be. What's that Japanese thing? There's like that repairing uh, like a broken pot, but you mm. show that you, the but the, the that the break is, is still wabi-sabi showing. Or oh, wabi! Yeah, I love that. No, cracks. or it's, whatever. Um, the, yeah, the the glue that usually has some kind of it reveals itself. Yeah, but it always kind of way. shows that it was this. Yeah, yeah that it's, and you show that it was broken in a way, mm-hmm. but that that work was such a such a profound art to right. putting it back together. It is I mean, that's lovely. definitely a, a sense of adornment there, and just oh yeah, like Seth was saying, putting incense on the cracks of the wall seems to be mm. both some kind of filling in, some kind of repair too. So much stuff is about this. It's like, it's such a, it's such a, um, it's such a widespread idea in different forms. It's got me thinking about um, the Marilyn Robinson book, housekeeping, like the mm-hmm. whole book is kind of about this. Like the idea of like um, that, that at some point in the future, things will be whole again. Or well, like the house is barely holding itself together at all. Well, times. That, but and... like she talks about like, that you could think of like time as beginning with like a coming apart. And then like the rest of time is just like this, like process towards building it back together. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Coming apart, coming back together. Also, the um, that Brian Phillips book that I love, Impossible Owls. It's like these essays that he wrote. Hmm. Um, the last one, he the last essay in the book ends with something about like want like the like feeling like wanting to remember to pay attention to the cracks, mm-hmm. like not the repair but the cracks in things. Does that refocus it from like repairing to the experience of being the repairer? being what you stay with just like i don't know i'm not the repair consciousness is important or is that no i think more just like seeing the maybe it's seeing the Mm. whole picture it's like the love and its lack like Mm. like fred Mm -hmm. rogers yes you're right that was part of it not yeah it's just in the the action is 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 acknowledging the juice. juice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I was going to do it if you weren't. Were you? (laughs) Yeah. Chicken leg up when you say I'm sorry. (laughs) Motherfucker. Motherfucker. (laughs) Don't waste my time, motherfucker. We we can't end like this. We cannot. We can't end like this. We need to talk about something else for a while. What's wrong with y'all? Do you want to uh, you want to squash some beeves? <laughs> we have no we have nowhere to go. Is that We're a real so... thing? Is is beeves is beeves the is. plural of beef? <laughs> For them, it is. Yeah, it's. I think it's some beef, shit that Ed Tom made up. Like beeves. I, I think it would be like beefs, but like he's just doing it like, like. Like Uncle Ellis style or something, you know? <laughs> Carolina, do you know what we're talking about? I mean, not exactly, but I can imagine someone yeah. said so in no beef. country for old in uh-huh. no country for old men, like uh when when uh, Ed Tom is explaining to uh somebody like what's happening, like he's just Garrett like Dillahunt. Yeah. He he talks oh, no, about like no, I'm sorry, it's Car- Carla Jean. Yeah, uh-huh. Carl Jean, he talks about beeves instead mm-hmm. of beef. And like he's talking about steer and he's like, now the beeves are. He says, quote, it's, do it's you remember really... how they used to slaughter beeves? Oh, wow. Yeah. I never, I didn't notice that. But Beeves. Yeah. It's an important moment in, oh. in dungeon history. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts here on the dungeon? For the week? Editing is gonna be no. It's good. Do you have my favorite? My favorite scene in Splash. Yeah. Oh, is when he hands her this Tiffany box, beautiful blue box with the white <gasps> bow. Yeah. And she's like, "I love it." And that's really the best part of the movie. It's the best part um, of the movie, a hundred percent. The whole box. And she, yeah. she kisses it. She smells it. Um. And then he says, Aww. well, there, you open it. You have to open it. And she's like, there's more? Oh. Uh, oh. I love that. That's yeah. so good. <laughs> there's, oh, more. there's more. There's more. There's more.